1: Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. We are back with a brand new episode of TGIF. I am, of course, with Claudia Jordan. And joining me, of course, are my amazing co-hosts. Please welcome Al Reynolds. What's up, Al?
2: Hey, what's going on, Claudia? How are you and feeling?
1: I'm better. My face has finally gone down. I had some other treatments done today, so hopefully I won't look like a monster anymore. So I'm happy you about it. Um I do. I found out from all the antibiotics I was taking from my surgeries that it just activated some stuff in my face. I got some nodules, so I had to have them uh injected today to break them down. So anyways, I thank God for technology because I was. Looking
2: uh, I, I do want to do this really quickly, Claudia. I want to give a shout out to we I I'm here in Los Angeles. and guys, I got to go to the Fox Soul Christmas party. Um, we did the foxhole Christmas party with Fox First Run. I got to meet our, you know, James. I wasn't able to see James, but I was able to see Stephen Brown, who is, uh, you know, you guys know who he is, EVP over at Fox. He hires all of us. He spoke very highly of Funky and Claudia. He actually watches the show. I got to meet Brad Hart from First Run, Fox First Run.
1: That's um, his 9 to tax be- accounting.
2: He's, that's well, yeah, that's right. He oversees our checks. But I got to guess who I got to see. Eric Strong. Shout out to the money man for Fox Soul. All of the advertising is because, you know, he's a tribute to him. Great seeing you, Eric. We got to see Justin. Justin, our producer. I got to meet him. He dressed like Prince. He had on this cool outfit. He had on this leopard shirt and white shoes. I mean, he was killing it. I got to see Derek Lafayette, our senior broker, Derek Abraham, who works for our CFO at, at Fox. And also my good friend Tamara Houston and Jerry McConnell over at Real Real Love Boat, who works for another Fox show, was there. And we were kind of dressed alike and we weren't best dressed. I just want to say, hey, Fox family, and thank you. We had a great time at the Christmas party last night.
1: Q, you see what he's
0: doing, right? What? I, I guess me and your invitation got lost in the mail, honey. I
1: was, I'm, I'm a, I was like, I'm a cozy up to the money people.
0: Uh-huh. On Wait, <laughs> I, let us find out you are trying to be like Natasha Scott and go solo on the... us. <laughs> I think he he... Please. You didn't even... over Now you went
1: to Christmas party. <laughs> Not even
2: close. And also, I met Brooke. I'm sorry. I, I left out one person.
0: I met Brooke. Hey, Brooke. We got to watch the Al. He trying to go solo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Beyonce.
1: (laughs) Please welcome Funky Not even my new partner uh, uh, here. It's my partner.
0: Me me and Claudia are going to be a duo, honey, because Al's trying to... We got to pay attention to his ass, uh, Claudia. He trying to go solo. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) I see it. I see (laughs) it. Anyways, it's Friday, so I want to remind the soulmates in the chat to please put your questions for us that we'll be answering the last segment of the show and yo y'all been giving us what well, i don't know if it's y'all been giving us safe questions or the producers are picking only the safe questions we all be blaming me uh give me y'all give me your y'all, y'all juiciest questions we, we we ready we finally had a place we're ready to answer some of the stuff i think we'll see all right y'all let's get into the show we have a whole lot to talk about um first of all what y'all got going on for this weekend anybody got any plans this weekend
0: uh, I got a friend having have a little Christmas get together at her house tomorrow. My friend, uh, shout out to Kia Graves. She cooks real good. Um, matter of fact, you commented on the Instagram, Claudia, when the last friend's house I was at, when she had the uh, Thanksgiving party or birthday mm-hmm. party or something on it, Cook all the good devil eggs and stuff. So we going around mm-hmm. her house tomorrow to eat up all her food. Mm-hmm. Very
2: nice.
1: Very nice. Uh, Al, what you doing this weekend? Uh,
2: I'm going to try to make my way back to the Rosewood property that I went last year this time. Um, it's in Mexico. It's about an hour outside of Tulum so i'm going to spend a couple of days there so i can regroup i'm 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 like mentally and physically exhausted and trying to just get a second second air right? that's all that um
0: escort and you've been out there doing it <laughs> 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 look it's christmas
1: brother mm-hmm. jingle bells and deck the halls okay um I'm I, I have no plans i was trying to go to atlanta for something there's a mayor's ball tomorrow it didn't work out and um, I feel like I, again, you know, when I'm bored, I was looking up some flights to Aruba and they were looking kind of cheap. So I, I don't know. You might, I don't know. I might be broadcasting. I love an Aruba beach. Oh, I, I, until I find a better beach. I love that beach. and I love the food. Okay. Uh, let's get into it. A Winston-Salem State University student was arrested inside the classroom for allegedly refusing to apologize to a white professor after a d- disagreement about her class final. I thought this was just, wow, this is really interesting. Let's take a look. I swear to God, I hate you, bro. You're the worst teacher ever. You get me
0: taken out of here because I want to apologize. Because I want to apologize. You started yelling at me. You trying to
1: embarrass
2: me about my
1: paper. So Layla Hammond, Hamad, uh, went on Instagram to explain what happened and said uh, the Black arresting officer Tried to de escalate the situation, but claims the white officer used force. Now, Layla was charged with a second degree misdemeanor and was released from jail because, for a clean record, nothing on her record. The university released the following statement about the incident We are aware of the video circulating on social media involving a student in a classroom. The incident is under investigation. Our highest priority is the safety of our students, faculty, and staff. Currently, there is no immediate threat to campus. What are your thoughts on the story, Al? I know one of your many jobs, you was a teacher somewhere, some <laughs> a, a professor, a teacher, a, a superintendent. So, please, what are your thoughts on this? Because I know we talked um, about it in our chat. You
2: know, this is this is actually super sad. It's super sad because this particular unruly student has made this a race issue, and that's not what this is. I, in fact, was a professor at an HBCU, and I've been in a very similar situation, and Our policy and procedure is to call campus police. But let's be very clear here. This particular white professor has been there 17 years. Not only has she been there 17 years, but she's also the co-chair of the university's social justice department. So she's done countless hours of community outreach and social justice as it relates to the city of Winston-Salem. We know that she's highly regarded at the university and how she deals with the African-American students there. Um, And the other thing is she wasn't the professor that called the police, the campus police. It was the professor that was teaching next to her because she heard the unruly student being very loud and disrespectful. Now this is the rule on campus of college campuses, if you're disruptive in that classroom, And the teacher or the professor asks you to leave, you have to leave. And if you don't leave, it's their policy and procedure to call campus security to have you escorted out of the room, which is exactly what they did. So as far as I'm concerned, she did exactly what she was supposed to do because she had an unruly student who was disrupting the classroom and causing a whole lot of uh, what we would say compromising her ability to take, keep control of the classroom. And
0: that's not right.
1: Okay. Q, what do you think?
0: Damn, man, you don't mess up all my commentary, child. <laughs> I don't got on here prepared to call the lady all type of white devils and how, why we should hire white people at HBCUs to teach our black students and so on and so forth. But that's why you the fact man, after you laid out the facts, you play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I mean, you can't, like my mama said, I sent you to school to learn. All right, you can't be up in there cussing them folks out and thinking that there's no consequences. So if according to the story and what you said is correct, then I have to stand down. And, and mama, you can't go down there cussing that white lady out down to that black school and you're going to end up in that black jail.
1: Um. My opinion, I'm going to disagree a little bit with you guys both. Um, I watched the, the students live. There was like several parts, and she explained her side. I can't. I, I'm not just going to take this this lady's side because it does. It's not like that doesn't happen where one side says it from their. They're going to say from their perspective. The student said it was part of a final. The, the teacher wanted her to redo it. She's part of a group assignment, and she didn't want to redo it. She want to. Uh, she didn't want to uh, have her group be out of pocket with their final. It escalated. I think there's other ways of 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 de-escalating situation than this girl being I, I, was it she was handcuffed. I saw her being cuffed, and I, I think that along somewhere along the way it didn't have to go from that to that. Yes, unruly. I get it. Uh, apparently they swore at each other, and I do feel a way about white teachers teaching at an HBCU. I feel like that's part of being at an HBCU, In my opinion. I feel like we should go there and it should be a safe place. And I think there's different nuance with how we talk. And I'm seeing uh, people are actually reminding me in the chat that this teacher had continuously received complaints and some low ratings. So I think that's that's not true. Well, I mean,
2: I spoke to a board member of the university who happens to be my frat brother who was also in my wedding uh, because I was very I was very interested in his story. This student has taken a racially sensitive environment that we are in and made this a racial issue when the university is clear that she followed her policy and procedures. Now, the interesting thing, Claudia, I've taught at HBC for five years, and most of the white professors that are there are there because of this cultural sensitivity that they have around educating uh children of color it it it, they make a very safe environment they're usually very developmental with students of color i can't sit here as a professor who has worked at hbcu and have been colleagues with white professors and say that they shouldn't be working at hbcu that's completely uh inappropriate
1: i disagree I disagree, and there's co- there's a lot of comments in the chat right now saying that this lady has gotten a lot. Of- we're gonna have to go deeper into this and find out if she has, because too many people are saying the same thing. And I just I just want to I I you know I'm gonna take it from the students' perspective because a lot of people there were witnesses in that class that said that the teacher yelled first. So uh, uh, you know what? Okay. <laughs> Developing. How about that? Develop- yeah, and this that's the point of the show. We don't have to always agree, and and, and we shouldn't. I, just, okay. I
0: I will say this though. We do need to get back to a point where. Um... I was just raised old school, Mm -hmm. and I'm just not about children cussing out grown folks. I I, I have zero tolerance for that, and grown folks shouldn't be talking to students like they either. Some people consider college students to be grown. When I was in college, I would have never gotten into a screaming match with my professor regardless of what they did. I would have gone to the provost. Or, you know, I had a ghetto mama, I would to call my mm-hmm. mama and she'd have came to the school and kicked the professor's ass, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. I,
1: I agree with you. My brother, is a, is a pro, he's a he's an educator as well up in Boston, and he's had to deal with uh, at-risk youth a lot and have to deal with a lot of emotional issues. So this is something that's d- dear and near to my family as well. My heart, just, I just feel like there's, I don't want to discount the students that said that the teacher raised their voice first. We had a very inappropriate teacher in my school and high school that said a lot of racist and wrong things to us. And, and sexual things. And people brushed it off back in the 90s, right? Like, whatever. Don't disrespect the teacher. Come to find out, he later was arrested for, uh, he was like a molester. And later on, we found out. But no one wanted to believe the kids. Uh, so, you know what? This is what we do. Here at Foxhole, any new developments on the street, we'll definitely revisit this. And we'll talk about it. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And if Al's wrong, he's wrong. But I think it's worth further discussion. This is too Agreed. important of a story. You know. Agreed. Okay, let's get into the next story. Megan Thee Stallion, y'all, appeared in court uh, rocking a purple suit and the infamous Court Bob. The Court Bob is a hairstyle worn by celebrities like Black China, Cardi B, and more, who have appeared in court to defend themselves against legal battles. Do you think celebrities are being, you know, strategic by wearing conservative outfits and the signature Court Bob to the court? Q, let's start with you. I
0: mean, most definitely, right? You know, they even teach this in law school, despite the fact that I ain't never went. But they they teach, you know, about bias of appearance. You know what I'm saying? And when you're Cardi B or when you're Megan and your whole celebrity uh, brand is spandex and ass and titties flopping all over the place, obviously you're not going to show up to court like that because... No matter what, people are not going to be objective when looking at you like that. You're going to wear your, your St. John suit, your nice tailored Ralph Lauren suit. You're not going to wear your 22 inches stripper weave. You're going to wear your conservative, may I speak to the manager, Bob, or whatever the case may be. And y'all, did y'all see the video when Megan got out the car? And Black people, I love us because we are so have such creative imaginations. The man goes, why you lied on that boy? You look good in that purple. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You're, you're, I think you're on mute. Oh, mm-hmm. I had the tape guy got so excited, I had to mute <laughs> Um, Shout out to a uh, celebrity stylist, Kellen um, Derrick, who did a good job on her bob. Because that bob says, "Baby, I came here to win."
1: Yeah, you have you have to do that, like especially if you have such a sexual image, you can't show up. Especially, you know the the jury probably to be mostly conservative folks al what do you think about you know your other brand strategies? what do you think about the look
2: um, I think she got half of it right and half of it could have been a little bit better. But, you know, Megan got that good money. So we know for a fact, and especially the lawyer that she's working with, is really expensive. And what happens in this case is they hire trial consultants, and the trial consultants tell you what you're supposed to wear in order to endear the jury. She did an awesome job with the hair. Uh, she did an awesome job with wearing what would be considered a pantsuit covering her arms and legs, because that's usually what she shows the most. I think just in the fashion of Megan, she wore purple and we all know that trial consultants probably would discourage such a bright color because that's considered flashy. Um, trial consultants in cases like this try to tell you don't be too flashy, don't wear sunglasses and don't wear expensive clothes because the trial of uh, the jury can feel some kind of way and not have empathy towards you. Um, so the fact that she didn't wear something that, you know, neutral, pastel and a less toned down color lets me know that she got the ball upright but the other side of getting empathy from the jury she may have compromised but you know
1: we'll see and just a reminder this is not megan the stallion's trial she should actually be able to wear what she wants because she's not the one on trial but it, it kind of is but it's not supposed to be and tory tried it by bringing his son on his back which i don't think his son needs to be in the courtroom here and all this stuff mm-hmm. i think that. i was,
2: think that was you know that was a part of him being advised right to get the empathy sure. He wore a suit, he looked normal, it was beige, it was neutral, it was it was toned down, and he put his son on his shoulder to show that he's a family guy and that he needs to be with his son in order to raise him instead of being in a jail. Mm-hmm. Very clever on his
0: team as well. Good job, guys. Now you know tr- what, to that it. point... Whether he shot her or not, I'm not mad at nobody for doing what they supposed to do to try to win. I mean that's, right. that's you you supposed to wheel your 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 diabetic grandma with one leg in there <laughs> right you're supposed, in there. To, you're supposed to wheel her in there holding the Bible if it'll help you win. So
1: <laughs> I forgot to ask y'all, y'all drinking tonight?
0: Um I'm drinking in the words of my auntie. I mean she can't say sprite, she says stripe. So I'm in here drinking some stripe. <laughs> I'm drinking, I think, What you a little bit of Hennessy and Coke. Are you going through a bad breakup? You got your Mary J. Blige not like, <laughs> going to crash it. What's going
2: on with that? No, I, <laughs> lost, I lost my, I, well, I didn't lose, I left them in a car, my glasses. So these are my only other glasses that, have, that I can see that have prescription in it. So I, in order for me to see the teleprompter and when to go to commercial, like right now we need to go to commercial, <laughs> I have to wear these.
1: Okay, well, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with more TGIF. Make sure you put your questions in the chat. We're gonna answer them at the end of the show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. Make sure you put your questions in the co- uh, in the in the chat for us for the end of the show. I already see one that said, uh, "When y'all about to give us prizes for TGIF for watching two years strong?" That's our love one four four. They want some gifts. Oh, for you watching. know what? That's this.
0: Yeah, we sure. should.
1: We need to put together some merch. We're gonna put. We are going to put together some merch for you guys to buy and support us. How about
0: and it that? says Al going solo and he getting a bigger contract than us, he can come out of his budget dude, <laughs> right.
2: <True>, don't start. <laughs> Maybe we'll do Did funky. Start those type
0: of crazy
1: we'll do funky things. and Claudia shirts. We'll be we on one, and then he can have right, another <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put the pitch of him in a speedo on that one on the back. Yeah, okay. it. Oh, yeah. they say yeah. the, on the bike. bike? Exactly. Okay, <laughs> on a recent episode of the Checkup with Doctor David Agus, Nick Cannon made an admission about the time he spends with his eleven children. Nick said, "After uh, you know, being a father of multiple kids, it's always the biggest guilt on me is that I don't get enough time to spend with all of my children." He added, "One, because I'm constantly working, and two, because I'm just spread thin." All right, now, what are your thoughts on this admission, Al? What you think?
2: You know, I thought it was interesting. Let me tell you what I thought was really interesting about this is that all his kids are actually all under five, pretty much, except for the ones from Mariah. I didn't expect that this conversation would come out so fast and so soon because the kids are so young. I thought it would have developed as they got older, like school age or whatever. But you know, a lot of people in the comments said that he should be able to do what he wants to do because he can afford it. But obviously, given this admission, listen, It has absolutely nothing to do with money. You can have all the money in the world, but you simply can't be in all places at all time. And being a father, we know that that can lead to bad things, especially during those developmental years. So, I mean, I think I'm actually glad to hear it come out of his mouth because it means that he knows that that is something that he definitely has to work on and make it better.
1: That's right. Q, what do you think?
0: I like this statement, but I hate the implication. And let me explain what I mean. I like the statement because for me, it shows that Nick is rational, reasonable, and logical, that he understands what we've all been saying. You can't spend all your time with these children. That being said, it concerns me because if you know that, then why do you continue to have more children? And it leads me to believe that there is some self-serving or some devious reason that you keep having these children knowing full well that you can't spend the time necessary with them to give them the types of fulfilling lives Mm -hmm. that they need. I mean, the only thing I can do, Nick, at this point is just suggest that you hold conventions at your house quarterly. (laughs) And just, I mean, you got enough to create a whole damn Essence Festival in your living room. (laughs) Invite their mothers, invite their grandparents, and just hold conventions at your house and and try to make lemonade out of these lemons at this point.
1: Yeah, it does seem like in all other areas and before all this went down that he was a very rational person that made very few, if any, mistakes. Like, we didn't really hear about Nick Cannon making any mistakes. You know, he seemed like he always got it right. He got married, had kids, did it the conventional way. Then he got out of this, got sick, and then it was just like, child after child. I wonder if he got caught up in, like, the buzz. You know how addicting it could be? Like, you know, Nick Cannon was in the news probably every couple of weeks. Like, we were having a a, a baby photo shoot, a prenatal photo shoot, a prenatal visit. You know what I mean? We were seeing a lot of this, and I wonder if it got addicting, because it seems like he just, like, was one-upping himself. I don't know if he got off on that, or what it was about, but knowing that, like, the, the fact that he realized that he doesn't have enough time, well, you never really had enough time. And imagine small children, how much time they require, and then hearing from the mothers, a lot of these women are first-time mothers. I know my girl, Lanisha Cole, that used to be on The Prices, right? You know, like, you, you by yourself, you're going to be relying heavily on the father, I would think, and mm-hmm. it would have been so much better for, well, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be judging, but it would probably would have been easier if you had a lot of kids with one or two people than spreading right. them out with so many different locations, so many different women. They can't possibly all love each other.
2: Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this, I, Carter, you brought up a good point because that's what, that's what my next question is. So my next question is the women who, who come next that have babies by him, they are clearly... You know, knowing what they are doing, right? It, it, they they are having a kid that's going to be neglected, in essence. So, any woman that deals with him and has a baby after him, shame on you, because you are you are doing it knowingly, know that he can't be a really
0: good father to your child. I'm curious to know if these women are allowed per Nick to engage in other relationships with other men.
1: Mm-hmm. Usually but not. Uh, because
0: in, in that in that regard, those kids could have a full time father figure. You know what I'm saying? But we know the way men operate, and I could just so see a man being upset. Let's just say, for instance, he's they're getting ten thousand a pop per kid. You getting the one that got three? You got you getting thirty grand a month off of me, and you you and your new dude living off of my money with my kids. I can see him getting upset. But I would be curious to know if the women are allowed to engage in other relationships.
1: It seems like with those kind of men, like you kind of can't. Rem- mm. uh, anyways, uh, I hope they're all happy. I really do. And I do like Nick Cannon. And, I, you know, I hope he's able to spread that time out. All right, y'all, we got to pick the show up with some fun topics here. We got a series stuff and we also got our regular scheduled shady stuff. So let's get into this story. I want to hear what y'all got to say about this. The New York Times included the Real Housewives of Atlantis, Sheree Whitfields. On their list of 93 most stylish people for 2022, the New York Times wrote this about the people who made their list, love them or hate them, all have at least one thing in common. At some point over the past 12 months, they made us talk about how we dress, how we live, and how we choose to express ourselves. We welcome dissent, but we are without a doubt correct. What are your thoughts on Sheree being added to that list? Alice is one of your many friends.
2: (laughs) Go ahead. I love it. Listen, I, I, listen Sheree Shere has had a, a tough couple of months after that debacle over there with She by Sheree. But let's be honest, she's got a beautiful body. She looks good in everything that she wears. She's been a stylish woman for a really long time. And honestly, from a branded perspective, we definitely talked about her in the fashion space, whether it was positive or negative and probably one of the biggest stories in the fashion space. So according to the criteria, to be ranked she deserved to be ranked but sheree call me because i will help you flip this negative perception using this very positive uh, coverage i got you babe um q what do you
1: think <laughs> hold on hold on hold on let me have it. let me have a drink before you go
0: you know uh- Sheree has always been stylish. You, you have to give her that. I, I'll, I'll never forget season one of Housewives of Atlanta came out and I had some girlfriends that like looked up to her for her style. Um, I can't take that away from her. It just always baffles me, though, people who get accolades for style and fashion but don't even wear very stuff they sell. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember uh, Kamora Lee Simmons, she had her baby fat line. And then she had KLS, which was like her her upper tier line or whatever. But every time you were on the runway, you had on Dolce you had Givenchy. You know, you had Beyonce who had House of Darion, but she wasn't even wearing that mess. So it, I, I, I don't know. While I do think she's stylish, I just think I, I would like it more if you were stylish in the very things that you're trying to sell us to get our money from. Like, you want our money, but you won't even wear the very shit that you sell. And you wouldn't have even made the list for the very shit that you sell but go ahead girl you you look good in them white people stuff
1: <laughs> <laughs> i was surprised to see her name on there as far as like style um not that she doesn't have any but they usually these abstract people that it's like usually like a weird style it's usually not like you know she's kind of like more um what do i say I
0: hey her style is very safe
1: it's pretty safe. I, now, does she dress badly? No, I don't think oh. so. I think she looks good. I think she, I, like, she's been reinventing herself lately. Her, her glam has been super-duper on point. She's been looking fly. She always has her body together. But I was like, okay, I ain't mad at the list. I mean, when we were on Deal or No Deal, we got to be on 50, most uh, 100 most beautiful lists, and I was like, whatever PR publicist person hooked that up, thank you. I'll take it. It's on my resume. You can't take that away from me. I ain't mad at it. I'm not mad at it. But okay.
0: I'm surprised Marlo didn't make the list. And Whenever- Sheree did. But you know, a lot of people don't think, a lot of people don't consider Marlo's style as they just say she's a label boy and just puts on labels. So, you know, I don't know the criteria, but I was just shocked to see that Sheree made the list and Marlowe didn't.
1: Well, do you agree with that sentiment about Marlo?
0: yeah i mean while i think marlo do be put together and while i do think when she walk into a room she, you you uh you you turn your head it, it do be the label she is a label whore
1: i think style like it depends on the part of the country you're in right like i'm no fashionista myself i'm like, gonna be the first to admit it but like what i would see in different parts of the country like la versus atlanta versus new york um, New York. I see people that can put the lowest of budget, like cheapest of things on and put it together in such a way that they're stylish. It looks good no matter where it's from. It's from Zara's from H&M. It just looks bomb. They are stylish. I feel like places like Atlanta, don't be mad at me, Atlanta, but I feel like Atlanta is definitely a place where it's labels and people will be like, oh, you be dressing just because everything says Gucci on it. Or everything says YSL. It's definitely a place where labels will get you that respect more than the actual talent of putting stuff together in an interesting way.
2: You mm-hmm. know, think talking about Marlo though. Uh, Q, you were on the Miss Pat show. You know, Marlo is the stylist for uh, Tammy. hmm Tammy She's Roman the, on the Miss Pat show, and Tammy be looking fly as hell on that no, show. She, so you don't, she
0: don't style her on Miss Pat. She styles her on her on her MTV show. Oh, okay. Sorry, I knew yeah, it was oh, one of them because
2: yeah. uh, Tammy showed her yeah. wardrobe room and said no. that.
0: You know, Marlo oh, styles. Yeah, Miss Pat. That's costume. That's the costume department. She styles her on the show that the the the, the cheating show that she has. Oh at, yeah, that's right. Cheating you're right. That show. Yes, and she does she a very good job. And, and speaking of, I've always thought that that was the lane Marlo should have been in because she definitely can put the clothes together. Right.
1: You know, that's a good look for her then. I, yeah. You know, if you're good, if you love fashion, mm-hmm. you love clothes, whether it's style like labels or not. Like I think that yeah. if you have a talent for that, then that's a great place for her to be. To,
0: and you to be. know what? As mm-hmm. much as I fire up on Marlo, I have to give credit. For Credit is due. Y'all be sure to patronize her showroom. She has a showroom um, in Atlanta, but uh, you can go get stuff. I forgot what it's called. So y'all make sure when y'all always tell her I'm firing up on her ass that I actually have a lot of respect for her in the clothing <laughs> space and gave her a shout-out to her showroom. Now the fashions might be stolen because y'all know Marlo <laughs> be known for the pumps in Miami with them credit cards. That's why I call her MasterCard Marlo. The fashions might be stolen. They might have a little uh the tag on it from the, the, ink sensor. Tag, the <laughs> sensor on it but you're gonna look good
1: <laughs> all right y'all we're gonna take a quick and it's a break.
0: joke i'm just joking y'all. i'm just joking hey we're she gonna hates take a when break. i call her mastercard marlo but go ahead
1: all right we're gonna take a quick commercial break we have a lot of show left for y'all make sure you put your questions in the chat so we can read them at the very end for the three of us we'll be right back Welcome back to TGIF. All right, have I got something for you. Now, if you're 50 fifth year old, listen up. If you're listening to this Gerber Life Guaranteed Life Insurance Sponsorship ad, there's a good chance that you're alive. And if you're not, well, this may not be of interest to you. Now, I know what you're thinking, life insurance. I'm going to live forever. Death is what happens to other people. Well, for the sake of this argument, let's assume you're wrong and that someday you won't be listening to podcasts anymore. I know it's not easy to talk about, so I'll do the talking. If you're 50 plus and alive or 50 to 75 in New York, you can apply for Gerber Life Guaranteed Life Insurance with guaranteed acceptance regardless of your health. And since this life insurance is guaranteed, you don't have to get a medical exam. In fact, you don't even have to fill out a health questionnaire. Now for a free quote, just visit gerberlifefamily.com. Then when you stop, I mean, if you stop listening to podcasts, your family can use the insurance money to help cover your final expenses or anything else. Now, your kids already inherited your ears, allergies, and questionable singing voice. Don't make them inherit your final expense tab, too. See the website for terms and restrictions, and uh, check them out. All right, y'all, let's get back to the topics. We got some news about Glorilla, and uh, I, she's hope
0: been- it, I hope she ain't <laughs> eating condiments <laughs> off of french fries. I'm going to condiments <laughs> off of I french hope- fries.
1: Man, uh well she responded to criticism she received after she offered to pay a personal assistant five hundred and fifty dollars a week. Take a look. Half on at least you don't gotta do for real. It's just um if it comes down to it, you might have to do it. But it's literally the easiest in the world. You really don't gotta do but be with me every day. Now little Duvall saw Glorilla's video and decided to add his two cents. He tweeted. Folks really saying $550 a week to be Glorilla's assistant ain't enough. Y'all bleeps want CEO salary for an entry-level position. What are your thoughts on how much Glorilla wants to pay her assistant, Al?
2: Um... You get what you pay for, what Q say. <laughs> you get what you pay for. And little du- her and little Duvall are silly to me. We all know that a celebrity assistant, sh- she's with her all day. She says she flies with her, will have to fly with her every day. Celebrity assistants work about 16, 12 to 16 hours a day. Some are on call 24 hours. If her assistant works 12 hours a day, that's 84 hours a week, $550 a week that's $6.50 an hour nobody doing that and if they do they're doing it for an altered alternate all ul, ulterior motive but i don't think i would trust paying anybody $6.50 that's got to protect my confidentiality re, re, you know kind of watch my money not rob for me keep you know work and be efficient and good and loyal and honest i i don't know i think she needs to rethink this it's not that simple but as a 23 year old maybe she thinks it is but it's really not you
0: you know it's horrible it's it's that same crap that we saw uh from summer walker not too long ago and it's is it's new money it's new attitude and quite frankly i think at a minimum and this is just me being very generous at a minimum the job should pay a thousand dollars a week that's four grand But real talk, it really should be on some like $6,000 a month type S-H-I-T. You know what I'm saying? When you think about if this is this person's full-time job, they're unable to secure any other type of resources, baby, that's not even enough for them to get an apartment and drive a Toyota Corolla. You know what I'm saying? How are they supposed to eat? Now, if you're telling me the position comes with free room and board and a, and a vehicle, then yeah, in ju- health insurance, then yeah, it just becomes spending money. And then, you know, Glorilla, whoever around you isn't advising you well, because you put the person on payroll and write it off at the end of the year, considering how much t- uh, money you're going to be bringing in as a performer you need as many offsets across your income anyway. So hell, pay the people $10,000 damn dollars a month. All you got to do is front it to tax time and write it off.
1: I wonder, Is it really a full-time position? Because it should say, sometimes you'll be with me. Sometimes you'll have to not do, you'll do very little. I use an assistant, but I don't have someone on payroll uh, full-time. I, I It's like kind of like per assignment thing. Like uh, sometimes I'll get a Someone will send me, hey, can you host this party? And I'll say, hey, Trey, can you take care of this? Uh, you know, he'll just deal with the contract. And he's not a, like, he's like an assistant slashy. He, like, handles some of my things. He oversees. And I'll just throw him, like, a percentage of it, right? Uh, when I'm out of town, I'm like, hey, can you go by my house and feed my cats? I'll just cash out. him am $100 or $200. He lives yeah. literally, like, down the street from me. Yeah. And I overpay him. But, like, I, I don't. Some weeks it's not $500 a week. Some weeks it's probably $100 a week. Sometimes it's $200 a week, but it's like a per case thing. So I'm, I'm wondering, because there is a huge difference because some assistants get $150 a day. I know a lot of assistants get $150 a day, you, you know, and, mm. and, and plus perks. I know a lot of them that get that. Um, is this, in fact, a full-time job? And of course, for 16-hour days, I don't know who's doing that, but if you are, it's a whole different ballpark. That's a whole different thing. But if you're just doing little pick up a dry cleaning hair, drop off a cat at a kennel there, then I see it, but not those crazy hours you set out. No, then no, no, of no. course, Jesus. you would get that kind of money.
2: She said that the girl or, or whoever the assistant is will travel with her every day. She mm-hmm. said she travels every day. She's on a flight every day. And in the conversation, she said that the reason why you get five fifty is because you're flying with me and I'm paying for it. And I'm paying for your food too. So she, in her mind, she feels like because she's paying the assistant to fly with her every day, that that should be a part no, of that's, her. That's of absolutely her not part of my pay. I'm only flying to that's work. That's ridiculous. You. Yeah. And, and, I was and, like, and, and, what are you what are you talking about? Like, you have to compensate that young lady. If you want her to travel with you or him, you have to compensate them to travel with you. And if that means you're putting them on the plane, that's your expense. That don't have nothing to do with care. coming out of her pay. And I always you have,
0: tell, she don't know what she doing or what she talking. She really don't.
1: You can tell like a new promoter when they say, "Hey, we're gonna fly you, you know. Plus, uh, we want to book you for this, and it's like some rate." And they go, "And we're gonna fly you in, and put you." I'm like, uh, "Duh."
0: Duh, <laughs> that comes with it. Where else I'm gonna say? <laughs> you know, honestly and truthfully, Glorilla and Summer Walker both would be better off getting like a family member or a cousin, right. To to do that. Right, 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 for sure.
1: All right, y'all, we got to take a break again, but we have uh, someone that we have not talked about in a while,
0: Tristan,
1: can't put a condom on it, Thompson, we got some news on him, we got more on Uh him, when we come back from this quick break, we'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF, if you're feeling the show, throw some flames in the chat, and also while you're at it, throw flames in the chat, throw your hot-ass questions for us that we will be getting to at the end of the show, it's Friday, so... It's F around to find out Friday. That's what I'm gonna call it. F around to find out Friday. So ask us some questions and we're gonna get to you with your your answers. All right, y'all. Tristan Thompson. We haven't talked about him in a while. He finally settled his paternity case with Marilee Nichols, the mother of his one-year-old child. Thompson has agreed to pay $9,500 a month in child support. And it's also covering some of Nichols' lawyer fees. Q, let's go to you first. What are your thoughts on the settlement? Mama made out like a bandit.
0: Um... I ain't got no kids, and I never had to pay child support. Is that all yours and you have to pay tax out of that? I think it's tax-free. Okay. If that's tax-free, then, Mama, you doing good because, boy, let's just say you get you a $4,000 apartment. That leaves you with five. You get you a $1,000 car note. That leaves you with four. You get $1,000 a month in groceries. That leaves you with three. You spend two thousand a month on clothes, and you got another thousand for utilities. you doing damn good to not have to do shit for eighteen years. I can make it do what it do ninety five hundred, but I can make it do what it do to not have to
1: work. And then the baby school. Hopefully he'll put in on that too.
0: Right, and then, and then hell, my baby just won't go
1: to school. <laughs> oh, cause you gotta have a thousand a car before the
0: school. <laughs> I'm mean, gonna just teach my baby how to be an Instagram. You
1: don't have no babies. Please. My baby.
0: I'm, uh-uh I, I, I know child. one thing my money won't be going to daycare if i'm sitting at home i would be homeschooling my baby until oh my i have God. to go to public school i'm
1: keeping all my ninety five hundred. can okay. you al can you imagine q homeschooling the baby <laughs> the,
0: the baby be, the school. baby has no you you have
2: six o'clock.
0: let me tell you something. Baby. that's the whole school that whole is whole my school. product kid. and my chanel money i am not giving no daycare 2500 and $3,000 of my, my, my goddamn money. Not when I'm sitting at home. I'm sitting yeah. at home.
1: You but so many people ain't qualified to school. Girl, day.
0: you better take your ass down there to Target and get you some flashcards. <laughs> some what? Flashcards. <laughs> you know, no. That's an flash that old cards. school way of teaching the kids. <laughs> they ass for some flashcards.
2: But you know what's so funny funny to me in this this situation? Is it worth the Tristan for two million dollars for the life of this child? You're on the you're on the hook for two million dollars. But let me tell you something. That young lady, what's her name? Mara Lee, whatever Marley her name Nichols. is. Nichols. That was a smart woman. She hired an attorney and an attorney told her get out of the state of Texas and go be pregnant in the state of California. Why? Because California has the highest rates for child support in the country, number 1. Also, we learned that the that the state of California have a broader definition of income determining support because his argument was he no longer plays professional football, I mean basketball, but in the state of California it has nothing to do with how much you make. It's it has to do with your accumulated wealth and the last thing the lawyer told her was precedent shows us that you're going to get less money in the state of texas that man should feel like a complete clown because he got played that woman was smart and she took him for a minimum of two million dollars not to mention that that child has to live a lifestyle similar to the supporter meaning the person who has to pay so if tristan flies private that child has to fly private
1: let me tell you something, ladies in Texas. Don't get pregnant here. The laws are not for us. They got some old 1882 laws here in Texas. I had a lawsuit against a company here, and the 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 very, it was very pro man, pro business here, and it's something they have not updated here. I'm not mad at her at all. <laughs> Because uh, she's probably not going to stay in Texas the rest of her life. Anyway, saying, hey, go to Cali. Listen, play super games, win super prizes. I I feel no sympathy for Tristan. You, you can't just go raw dog these women and be like, so surprised when they want to get the max out of you. and not not going to have you. Well, look, I wouldn't I just, do it.
0: Former, but look account, in, former accountant here. I just did the math. <laughs> and it, it really isn't that bad. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, million dollars in the bank and a simple savings account will bring you $100,000 a year in interest income $9,500 a month for a year is $114,000 so you put $2 million in the bank comp, you know, uh, plus the interest income that you make on that literally the interest alone would take care of the child support payments
1: where because I have a good amount of money in my bank account I'm getting like $5 interest please help me out after the show
0: <laughs> I will
1: Cause um the math ain't mathin' over here, yeah. <laughs> I, and I'm
2: okay. Buy you some short term notes since you're not you're not yeah. using the money for investments. Get a, a higher interest rate payout
0: on your idle cash.
1: My cash and my savings account is making no interest, and it's
0: oh, and I got to tell you about a new crypto a- currency agency I'm part of, honey. that's paying two point seven three percent a week, honey. I've been making some money. I'll talk to you offline about it.
1: Someone scammed me out of 20000 one of those. So we'll have to yeah, it. I'm making I my. I,
0: I'm making okay, my.
1: FTX. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
0: uh, I'm getting it Why they're getting this good, baby. She paying.
1: The beginning usually does. And then usually, when, yeah, I, when I sign on, it crashes. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, we will have a conversation after yeah, the show, man. for real. Okay, uh, y'all. Married adult film star Karen Karma appeared on the No Jumper podcast and said she would pay money bag yo $100,000 to have sex with her off camera. Okay, what are your thoughts on her offer to money bag? Yo, Al, I know you take it.
2: You know I would take it. You um, know, I mean, hey, she's got the money. We understand that she, you know, makes over a million dollars a year. Um, her net worth is pretty high. Um, so if she wants to spend a hundred thousand dollars for one night stay with money bag, yo, then, I mean, that's her prerogative. I just think in my head, doesn't he have like eight kids four baby mamas? If he was a regular Joe, would you got, would, would this be a normal situation where women would want to pay him a hundred thousand dollars to have sex?
0: Probably not, but he'd be a damn fool if he didn't take an I. B. and L. D. right now. As a matter of fact, I'd be on the phone with her husband, having her husband, <laughs> having her husband make the hotel arrangements and, and, right. and do her you want to watch and talking up to her husband about like, can we do anal? Can we do oral? Where can <laughs> I finish? Because obviously the husband don't mind if she was. First of all, the husband don't mind because she's in the industry. Right. Secondly, she was bold enough to say this publicly. I, listen. And, and, and I'm going to tell you because I got a couple of friends that's prostitutes, baby. I'm going to tell you what you do. Because <laughs> y'all know I don't judge. I, I make friends from all walks of life. My friends as prostitutes, they tell me, you know, when they really don't want to do it, you know, they either give the man a quick experience or, you know, they help him get high to the point where he can't work. I go in there and give her 30 seconds of love and then walk out with my damn money. I come, I go and I come so quick
1: and walk out with my damn money. Well, speaking of common, Georgia health officials are pleading with the public to incorporate safer sex practices as the state sees an influx of gonorrhea and syphilis cases. Now, according to the Georgia Department of Health, new cases jumped 17 percent in 2021. And over the past decade, gonorrhea and syphilis cases have seen an overall 60 percent increase. What are your thoughts on this spike, this STD spike in Georgia? When I was living there, they said they had HIV rates uh, similar to third world countries. But know, look, we're going to start with you first.
0: I love gonorrhea. ain't never hurt nobody. <laughs> it actually, it has. Okay. okay. Y'all, y'all, y'all you listen. It's syphilis too, Q. Y'all, syphilis. Y'all, but I'm, but I'm, I, you y'all.
1: blind talk, from syphilis. Untreated. I can't talk
0: about the syphilis. I was a part of the Tuskegee experiment. You know what I'm saying? But I, I've been friends with gonorrhea before me and her went to high school together. <laughs> And you know, a little gonorrhea, listen, now, listen, listen, listen. If you ain't had a little bit of crabs and you ain't had a little bit of gonorrhea, then you ain't lived, okay? You ain't you you ain't lived. Long, long, that, that, listen, that's what they make penicillin for. Um, you she know. You nasty. Bitch, you nasty. You <laughs> no, okay? sir. No no I'm not, de- listen, th- this is what I don't like working with y'all, because y'all be trying to act so classy. I, I can look at both of y'all. And Claudia, you are of the industry. I am not the only person on this panel who has had an STD before. No one right. said that, Q. Oh, okay. Well, which ones you had? Since uh,
2: the- cut it out. No one said that, but we can't pretend like, you know, it's it's okay. I mean, it's It cool, ain't okay, you know?
0: but it ain't the end of the world. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> uh, yes. You have penicillin to carry.
2: But you got to remember, Q, if you continue to get gonorrhea and continue to use penicillin, you then become immune to penicillin and you can't get rid of it. That's but not it what ain't the- not- uh,
0: then you can use doxycycline you or, know. Cl- or clindamycin. Don't ask you me. Know. Don't ask me <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> How you doing, Q? Well, I'm at the level where penicillin still work on me, OK? I ain't OK, good. I ain't had it dead
2: many times. All now, right. you know, the sad part here, though, this is clearly a public health issue for that state. This is the highest it's been in decades. When you think off the hills of COVID, it wouldn't be that that high. The other interesting part is the CDC is located in the state. So the CDC is spelling the state of Georgia. And you know what's so super interesting about this? Augusta is number six in the country with the highest rates of STDs. And actually the state of Georgia has three cities with the highest uh, rate of STDs. And you know why Augusta has the highest rate? They're ranked number six in the country for STDs. They say it's because they are near a military base. How interesting is that? Mm. Uh,
1: My mother and father met at a military base and my mother told me that back in the 70s, how nasty it was, that people's wives was getting trains ran on them. It was like no one batted an eye. And that was back then. She said it was so disgusting that stuff that was going on on the military base that's supposed to be so upstanding and that they really get it down, get get down with it. Allegedly. All right. We got to take a quick break because we have still one, uh, some more Here, show. We need to
2: go to a military. <laughs>
0: Look at it sounded a little liberating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Foxhole people, can y'all put me with some non std carriers? <laughs> <laughs> we got to go to commercial. They nasty. Welcome back to TGIF. Shout out to our uh, the the head of Foxhole, uh, uh, executive producer, Joyce. I know she's enjoying her crab legs on a Friday night, like she always do, does. So we just want to shout her out and say hello, hey Joyce, hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Joe. Before we shady. go, we want to- <laughs>
0: shady, shady. So we're gonna get to the question portion. So Claudia, <laughs> the people want to know, Uh-oh. Uh, what all STDs have you had?
1: Uh oh. I've had no STDs in my 49 years. That's why I be laughing every time you be talking like that. I've never had chlamydia. I've never had gonorrhea. I've never had syphilis. I've never had none of that nonsense. So, sorry. Yes.
0: Al, same question for you.
2: Mm, I I think I've had chlamydia. Think? I'm pretty sure I've had chlamydia, yeah. Mm.
1: Now, this guy I was talking to in college, got crabs and I didn't get them. He told me he put his cousin's jeans on and got crabs. I said, if you don't shut the hell up with this nonsense. But you know
0: what? To his defense, that may be true. Because when I got crabs in, in college, I got it from the dorm. And back then we didn't wash our jeans and I didn't know no better. And after I cured it, I put the jeans back on and sure as shit stank, I got them crabs again. I had a whole seafood buffet swimming between my legs, You sure
2: it wasn't from the next gentleman caller? No, because I wasn't having <laughs> I was straight in
0: college. I wasn't having gentleman callers. Oh, okay, got it.
1: Okay, okay. I like that you just start up the questions. Um, Al, do you have any questions? Uh, do you see anything in the-
2: um, Jade wants to know is Joyce Trina's
0: cousin? I don't know. The baddest bitch, Trina. If I could do it again, I'd be fucking by the time. I'm 10. That Trina? <laughs> Not this Joyce.
1: Uh, I want to ask Al. Al, do you see yourself marrying uh, a lady again? Um, I'm open.
2: I'm open. I'm open. I'm starting to be more open. I think it's it, it depends on... It could be a lady. It could be a man. It depends on, you know, if the vibe is right. right. I got one.
0: Claudia, have you ever participated in a threesome?
1: No, I haven't. But during sex, if I'm really into a guy and like, especially in the beginning, like I might offer that up and say that and maybe mean it in the, in the meaning, in the moment. But then usually when we get deep in the relationship, I'd be like, psych, nigga. Like, I, you know I mean, I, I, I've, I've said that in the meeting, like in the moment, like as some sexy talk.
0: Girl or girl, or would you be down with two
1: guys? With a girl, I think two men would be too violent you know what i mean like I, I don't need all that wear and tear in my body
2: <laughs> you like a little violence you said in your role playing you like for him to get a little rough with you
1: sometimes i do and sometimes i do not <laughs> cho- but see not okay not everybody knows how to choke properly and some guys do it where you feel like it, like it's really an assault it's not sexy it's like hold up that was it feels like like how do I, say? I have R- a question, you know, R- have R- a question R- real
0: quick for Q and Claudia. Lights on or lights off while having sex? Uh, soft light. So candlelight. I've got a thing that shoots starlights on the sky or like I'll have my laptop open with like the music playing. Gotcha. Claudia?
1: Um, I, like, I like to see. I'm a visual person. Like I know men are usually visual, but I, I think I have a little masculine energy. So I definitely like to watch and look and like look at it like
2: that question was from tippy b everybody just so you know Mm. this was fun
1: it was oh we gotta go uh thank you for watching us on youtube (laughs) thank you funky thank you al uh stay tuned for a new episode of tracks and tales have a great weekend and uh, i like this we had fun with this we'll see you next week bye all right moms are amazing at tracking down hard to find items library books socks you name it but sometimes help is welcomed care.com makes it easy to find babysitters near you.